Do you remember what it was like growing up? Do you remember your games, your room, what you saw, where you saw it, and with who? What these games, films, series taught you? Well, none of these questions will be answered today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another amazing discussion on the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Marcus and Rico. But yes, I was joking. We are going to answer those questions, and I'm sticking with the format of interview and interviewee. But in this case, I will be answering some of these questions as we go along. I'm sure Rico is going to have a good time with it. It's a mix of different questions. Um, I know you're probably thinking, like, how is this different from our profiles, our player profiles? Well, I tried my best to think of the people listening and, you know, to think of you, to get you to think about these questions, what it was like for you, you know, growing up, you know what I mean? So what do you think about that, Rico? Hello and welcome. And thank you for joining me, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm down, man. I'm, uh, you know, we always, uh, we always have our times, uh, in our, in our little inner circle and stuff where we reflect and talk about these things. And, you know, we've gotten to that point, like sadly, where it's like, you know, back in my day or we're getting there, bro. So, uh, it's nice like to be able to, to talk and do nostalgic and looking forward and, uh, compare the two and stuff we wish would come back. You know, one of our, Probably our most fun uh, discussions was our nostalgic uh, wish list. So I'm always down to take a trip down memory lane and uh, answer some questions. And uh, it's fun also to like just hand you the reins and just, dude, where's Mark is going to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 this is kind of the direction I was going. I went down the whole nostalgia uh, direction. And in case, you, in case you, just to give you a little background, because I was talking to my brother, Daniel. Uh, shout out to him, by the way. He is over in uh, Puerto Vallarta. I can never say it, man. Vallarta, yes, um, on his honeymoon. So, and he called me yesterday during his honeymoon, huh? Daniel, is that is that the the beast? <laughs> no, not to me. But I'll tell you why later. <laughs> but no, it's because everybody calls Daniel the beast, and I refuse because you know he ain't. I'm just that's just a, that's just the truth. But um, no, he called me and, and he started saying that he does. He's very appreciative of our podcast, and he actually listens to them all. So and I said, you know, and he distinctly said that he enjoyed the discussion because he felt like he was actually part of the room, and I thought that was awesome. And so I got this idea, well, you know, I would like for all my, or all our, excuse me, um, listeners to feel like that. So I, I in, the, in, in the past discussions, I hope you felt like that. I hope you continue feeling like that. Uh, but this one was done intentionally, right, just to kind of get you to go down this this lane, this nostalgic lane, this memory lane, like Rico and I do so often. And I, Rico, had kind of pinpointed, yeah, we're at that age, oh, back in my day, right? You know, we're in our 30s, early 30s and stuff. But that doesn't take away from the fact that if you are a young listener, um, that you can go and see some of the things that we experienced and play some of the things that we experienced and just get an idea firsthand of what it was like growing up for us, especially in an age where we didn't have, you know, internet readily accessible like you know we did i know rico had it when middle school high school right mm -hmm. but like you know growing growing up it was and it was dial up was it would you ever have dial up yeah i had dial up as early as elementary yeah uh, that's too that, but, but it was but, but the internet was some that it, it was a struggle back in the oh, day like, yeah like you had to put in work like uh maybe we'll get into that i don't know if you want to go into that now or if you want to save that for when we start discussing stuff if that's part of a, a topic or something I, I don't, I, but, you know, we can talk about it now real quick. I know the internet was just something. I know we used uh, AOL.com, yeah. and um, I, they started advertising all kinds of separate ones, and then you couldn't use the phone when you were on it, and mm -hmm. it was tough. And 
I didn't start actually, I did not start playing online, no joke, in, you know, to high school. That's because in high school, the only way I can play online is I went to my Uncle Art's house. Uncle Art had an internet. He had it connected to his, um, his game systems. This is when he used to game a lot. And uh, we would play online there. But at my house, we didn't have, for some reason, there wasn't a direct, you know, way to get internet feeding into our house. So we couldn't play online. I didn't start playing online, like me owning online, until I got to college. This was in 2009. You know what I mean? Like, like what is that? <laughs> so yeah. it was real rough, man. Yeah, I always had the, uh, we, we had the internet. I think in like fourth or fifth grade is when we first got it. And most of the time, what we used it for, we also did the AOL route. Uh, if you're not, uh, if you don't remember, or you'll remember, uh, or for those of you that are too young to know, at uh, Walmart, uh, specifically, it's where I remember, those probably other stores too, they used to have like this huge bin. Most of the time, like, if not at the entry, somewhere near the entry, with a whole bunch of CDs of, of AOL. And basically, you could take them, they were free. Uh, you would take them home, uh, plug, uh, put them into your computer, and uh, you could install like an AOL launcher, which was basically like your gateway to the internet. Uh, you would log in, and there was this this very nostalgic, uh, very very extra <laughs> little thing that you would go through, where it was like dialing, and then it would like you would hear the dialing on your computer, and then you would hear this like abysmal sound i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm gonna try to do it but it was ridiculous <laughs> and if you know you know because it, it was crazy uh so it sounded like some kind of dinosaurs fighting i don't know i i really don't know how to describe the the, the crazy sound but after that it would say like you're online and then that's where we get like the whole like you've got mail right whole thing mm -hmm. and uh, the thing we used to use the most at least me uh, was AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. We had we had some family members. I had some uh, two family members actually. My mother's my mother's uncle and my mother's aunt were on AOL like quite a lot. They they loved the internet because my uh, my my great aunt was a was a bit of a shopper, so she used to love to buy stuff online and stuff like that. Way even back in the early day, before we had the Amazons, the Ebays, and all that stuff. So she. Uh, she would be on there quite often, and uh, I would message with her, uh, just, you know, pop in and say hi, and how are you doing? Uh, so that was probably what, what where I did the most, and then I would go on to, like, a little bit later, like, once I got a little bit older, and the internet, like, kind of aged a little bit, and there was kind of, like, websites for all these kinds of things, going to, like, cartoonnetwork.com and playing some of the games on there, Nickelodeon, you know, as a kid, uh, then, like, as you get older, you go into like the LimeWire and Kazaa, like where you're oh, downloading Bear Share. Yeah, you're getting you give music. computer viruses. You're, you're trying to get movies and music and <laughs> maybe maybe other kinds of videos that you shouldn't be getting. Dirty, dirty videos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but but you know, all with all while trying to be like super sneaky and not trying to kill your computer. But uh, man, like that really takes me back. Uh, and like you said, like you said, back then it used like the uh, the the phone line, the phone line. So if uh, any, if, for some reason, nobody calls the house anytime during the day. But as soon as you hop online, boom, your grandma wants to call your mom and have a conversation for like an hour. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or there's breaking news at the at the at your aunt's house or something, man. Like, and boom, it knocks you offline. Uh, but yeah, man, the internet's come a long way. That that's that's crazy. Man, and, I know. Man. Do you remember when you used to download a file and it used to take three thousand years for for it to complete? <laughs> yeah, three, three three years like left. To, to like, oh, okay. Oh man. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad we opened up with that just to give you guys a little idea of you know what it was like. Um, but again, the, I do have a set of questions, and the way the set of questions one through ten with a one bonus question at the end, and this is more so for our little group rising up included here, but um, ranging from movies to uh, games, uh, more personal things, um, anime, you know, stuff like that. So uh, we'll, I'll jump right into it. So first question, you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. Which movies did you watch growing up? And the reason I ask this is because Daniel and I, my little brother and I, had a routine growing up. Every night before we go to bed, we were allowed to watch one movie that would put us to sleep. The three movies were always A Parent Trap, The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan, um, A Space Jam with Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny, and lastly was a movie called The Warriors of Virtue, which is jumping kung fu kangaroos. Kangaroos? (laughs) Yeah, Daniel loved this damn movie, man. We watched this damn movie over and over and over again a lot and uh but yeah those are always our three movies to kind of go to and we, once in a while you get the billy madisons and my brother would want to watch a gangster movie my brother mike and stuff like that so uh yeah you know just kind of nostalgic as type as far as like what type of movies we would watch growing up and you know to this day obviously you know you're a little bit more refined right you would think you start you start giving everything else a try you're not honed in on one particular genre and stuff like that but yeah that, that was our bread and butter growing up man so what were yours did you have anything like that any little routine dude you are going to lose your mind <laughs> with what young with the, the the con that i would get away with when they would tell me one movie and that's it but uh to like to to stick with like the the question before i get into this whole story part of it my favorite movie growing up was always uh the jungle book that was my first movie i ever owned to this day like that's always going to be one of my go-tos a disney one yes really the one mowgli you're talking about mowgli and blue right mowgli blue shere khan bagheera like ask me anything about the jungle book i I know baby louis i want to be like you general General that's awesome dude Dude, amazing like I, I always uh and uh disney for that matter anything disney like when i really wanted to watch a movie and get into something disney was always the way to go for me once i got a little bit older there was some different little things i would watch uh, i really enjoyed small soldiers when that came out uh oh. harriet the spy was one that i love like when harriet nickelodeon spy, yeah. started coming out with those uh orange uh vhs yeah the rugrats movie, was another like, one. those those were always pretty good but uh getting to my story it's funny that you bring up the like oh you can only watch one movie so make sure it's three hours long baby uh, dude (laughs) exactly so i had i had this uh back in the day you know before all of this like video on demand and movies being archived on stuff like netflix or being able to go back with stuff on cable like uh, with dvr and stuff like that we used to have vhs movies where you could record stuff right Oh, man. Uh, right. And I had uh, I was a big wrestling fan growing up. So uh, some of the movies I would pick sometimes were like some of the wrestling uh, VHS movies I had. Uh, oftentimes, like some of them were recorded. Uh, if you don't know, like some of those old pay-per-views from back in the day were like two or three hours long. So if I uh, a little Rico got it in his head that, you know what? They're telling me 
I can stay up as long as whatever movie I put on is running. So I had this one particular VHS uh, recordable movie where I recorded the entire six hours of a movie. Uh I think it had Sleeping Beauty. I think it had like Chip and Dale episodes and like some other thing that like I can't remember. But it had like a bunch of stuff. And basically, when it came for bedtime and they said, okay, you can watch one movie. I knew that if I put that movie on, I I bought myself six hours. (laughs) Oh, that's intense. No. So they would start telling me, I mean, not exactly, because most of the time I'd fall asleep between then. But I would put the movie on and start playing with my toys. And until it got to the point where my parents was like, how the F is this movie still going? (laughs) And then they would say, turn it off and get in bed. And like they never they never like got got like uh, smart to the fact that I was basically like just hustling them by putting by not just putting a movie, but making my own movie so that I could stay up as long as possible and play with my toys, be on my computer, be on my Game Boy, whatever. You know what I mean? That so, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite the story. I, I, I did something similar, not to that extent. There is a reason why, why Parent Trap was actually one of our top go-to movies and not like Space Jam every night because Space Jam's runtime is roughly about 70 minutes. Uh, a parent trap, and I can tell you to this day, and I'm pretty sure if I Googled it, it'd be close. It, it, it'll be it, if not close to it, that the parent trap had a runtime of 128 minutes because it was over two hours long. So that was always one of our movies to watch because it was over two hours long. Uh, and now I'm super curious. Obviously, I would check real quick. The parent trap runtime. So, so, so we so we broke it down similarly then. like Two hours <laughs> and eight minutes, Rico. That's how long it is, bro. If you Google the parent trap, it'll tell you two hours and eight minutes. Wow. So we thought similarly, like, we, I'm just going to buy as much time as possible. Yes, dude. Yes. And I remember 128 minutes that I said that before because that I looked at the back of these boxes to find the longest runtime and Parent Trap was it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Days. <laughs> so, I, wonder, I might still have that movie laying around, dude, somewhere. I need to, I need to look through my old stuff. Oh, I'd be nuts to find it, man. Yeah. All right. So next question. Now, Again, this is uh, also a movie related, or it might be a series related. To, totally up to you. A franchise that has stuck with you, and this has to be a series or a film franchise that has stuck with you from when you were little to this day. Think of like, what's your Pokemon of the movie world or the or the TV world? Hmm. That's a good question. Do you do you have something in mind for you? As far as a film franchise, I don't know. Uh, it'd be tough, man. Well, strangely enough, I can actually probably go with, I know some people would say Star Wars, Harry Potter, but I remember Harry Potter. And growing up, I read the first book when I was eight years old. I believe the first book came out in 1996. Uh, I'm pretty sure it came out in 1996. I'm actually almost positive it did. So I read the first book in 1998. The first movie came out, was it 2001 or something like that? And I remember being just thrilled thrilled because at that time i was a huge harry potter head um i had a a bunch of harry potter things harry potter was my was my thing and that particular franchise obviously followed me from when i was you know 11 or eight years old all the way up until high school you know what i mean uh i want to say parts 
the part eight, the eighth movie, being the second half of the, of the seventh book, didn't come out until I was 19 you know, years old, 18, 19 years old. So that particular film franchise has just stuck with me till this day, you know, still watching, you know, uh, Fantastic Beasts and all that stuff and seeing where they go. And um, we, we just talked about in our in our news that, you know, the cursed child uh, being pushed as an idea. So, you know, Harry Potter would probably be my answer. Actually, not probably. Harry Potter is my answer. And, and that's because it edged out Lord of the Rings because I did have a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff too. And, and that was also another film franchise. Uh, but Harry Potter squeaked it out just because, again, I, I was in love with those books, man. Okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for like talking about years. You kind of, you talking about Harry Potter just like solidified like what that is, what, ha- what that has been for me. And for me, it is most definitely Batman. Batman, the animated series for me was like it. Yeah. And, and I've been watching Batman films, TV series, cartoons since uh, watching that original Batman series. You know, I've always loved Batman and thought that he was super interesting because he is uh, he's the superhero without a superpower. Uh, we, it's funny because we talked we just talked about him a little bit last week with the passing of uh, Kevin Conroy. But, uh, you know, everybody talks about like his superpowers that he's rich. So he has everything at his disposal. But, uh, you know, going out there and just uh, the vast amount of like uh, people that he goes up against villains, you know, most notably the Joker, which is one that I've always loved. Um, Just uh, and the the difference in like you can get Batman that is like really lighthearted. You can get Batman that is like really dark. It can have a lot of depth to it or none at all. Like we've had so many different kinds of iterations of Batman. Uh, And I even have gone uh, backwards with Batman and watched like some of the old school Adam West and uh, with uh, Cesar Romero as uh, as, uh, the Joker, Burgess Meredith, uh, who who a lot of people know from the Rocky films as the Mickey, uh, plays the Penguin. So... I, I'm all about Batman uh, in any way, anything of Batman, like I'll check it out. And uh, yeah, I, I have to go with Batman for sure. I actually, I actually am not. Uh, I know one thing that you've always uh, been into is like pops, the figures of pops. And uh, I've never been too into them. Like I'm more into them because of like what they are rather than like collecting them. And the one pop that I have that I love, like more than anything, is actually a Batman Joker hybrid pop. So yeah, that's awesome. Yep. It kind of encompasses everything that you love growing up. Yeah, Batman and Joker. Yeah, hell of a question. Awesome. All right. So next question. Now this one again, and I'll answer first. It kind of gave an idea, right? Any shout out to TV shows you used to watch growing up? And this includes Nickelodeon, Disney. Now, obviously, I know Batman is going to be one of them, right? Spider-Man, X-Men, right? But, you know, I'm thinking more of the um, not Marvel or DC. To give you a, a, an answer, I don't know if you ever used to watch that. Uh, what is it called? Um, the that cartoon with the sharks, the shark head guys. And they used to have these these vehicles or SWAT cats. I don't remember SWAT cats. Yes, I was actually um, going to say SWAT cats was one. <laughs> yeah, there's there were a lot of good ones growing up. Uh, Swamp Thing. Did you ever watch that Swamp Thing anim- uh, animated thing? I, I know, I know that's I kind of really broke the rule, but nobody really talks about Swamp Thing anymore. Uh, but 
growing up, a lot, a lot of the show, even to this day, Courage the Cowardly Dog, Fairly Odd Parents, those two shows, I was just, I loved them. I, every time they were on TV, I'd watch them to this day. Um, uh, I don't have cable, but at my mom's, you know, there is cable when I go by and visit, and I'll always go. You know, the, the Cartoon Network channel used to be 276 or 296, 299, uh, depending on the directive, used to change their stuff a bit. And to this day, you know, I see Fairly Odd Parents, and I'll just put it on and I'll start watching it, and you have, you know, just. Of a, loads of fun and I, I know a lot of people you know spongebob and spongebob and everything and you know still it's still a thing but um what, what were your type of shows that you kind of watched growing up that weren't you know the whole dc and marvel yeah without without uh going into like those obvious like superhero uh things i'm the ones that immediately come to mind i was always a really big rugrats kid I loved, I loved the Rugrats. <laughs> they were funny. They were I funny. loved the Rugrats and the adventures and like the different things that they would touch on and the jokes that they would make that like sometimes you can go back and like you can see things a little differently. I remember I always remember this one episode where uh, I don't remember if it's Chucky. I think Chucky, one of the characters, eats a watermelon seed. And like, there's this myth, like as a kid, that if you eat a watermelon seed, like, a watermelon's gonna grow inside you. Yeah. So the kids have to go inside him and like, like uh, extract the seed, like to save his life. Uh, so just like some of the things that they touched on, of like those myths and dumb things that you believe, like when you're a kid. Uh, there was another one too where they say that if you. Uh, if you drive too fast, you get a ticket. Like they hear their parents talk about that. Well, uh, it's an episode where Tommy and Chucky are like older. I don't remember if Phil and Lil are in there too, but they're older and they drive around and they're driving around fast because they want tickets. And when they stop them, they give them tickets to Reptar on Ice. Like, cause they don't understand what the concept of a ticket and parking uh, tickets and speeding tickets and stuff like that. Like they think like they're getting tickets to a show or something. Yeah. That's all they know as little kids, as toddlers. So just the funny little concepts that they came up with there. Another one that I really liked that I don't hear people talk about too much. Uh, I would say it's probably comparable to Hey Arnold, but a little bit older oh. would be Doug. Well, there was, Doug, there was, yeah. there was one called Doug also on Nickelodeon. I was, I was always back and forth between Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. I watched them all. So uh, probably a little less of, of Disney uh, channel. I didn't get into that until I was a little bit older because they had like those more of those like preteen kind of shows. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Doug was one uh, because it explored a lot of like life things uh, and his relationship, like as it pertained to like his crush. He had a best friend and they went through some episodes where like he's at odds with his best friend what happens there like him being sad his relationship with his dog pork chop uh he there was a, a school bully too that he had like run-ins with and stuff uh you learn a little bit about bullies and why they a lot of times why they do what they do so uh, like a lot of life stuff like that came out in Doug so that was another big one of course you have your Scooby Doo's you have your your uh Ed, Ed and Eddie's, your Tom and Jerry's, your light, more lighthearted stuff. Uh, and some that some things that were a little bit more interesting, like uh, Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. was yeah. one that I know both of us have uh, have talked about uh, liking and going back. Some stuff that was kind of crazy off the cuff uh, for back in the day, like Reboot. 
you oh, know, was kind of was kind of just like way out there in terms of like for its time and stuff like that. But for certain kids, like man, that was such a cool concept of a game and being inside a computer, an incoming game, and terminate and. Uh, it, it was, was just, uh, it was different. It was very different from what was out at the time. Well, what's out so. this time? I know American cartoons does have that weird, where, like where it is now. And and you you mentioned great examples. Uh, I know I know Reboot's a Canadian a Canadian CGI a cartoon. Uh, but Hey Arnold, man, the Cat Dog, um, that those were just a lot of shows I saw on Nickelodeon. And I'm glad you mentioned Hey Arnold, um, just because Hey Arnold has that amazing episode with Mr. Wynn. Where he goes country and there's a cool little song that's like, I've got the simple things, I've got the rain in spring, got spicy chicken wings. Remember that one? I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, right? oh yeah, dude, of course. Oh, yeah. Randy, and, and, Randy and Travis, it, right? And it's sung Randy by Randy Travis. Travis. Yeah, he makes a little yeah. cameo in there and stuff. So it was real cool, you know, and then the way they kind of introduce these concepts and you know, real life things and 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 into our lives. Um, you know, I used to watch Powerpuff Girls also, and I didn't give a damn what anybody said. I, I thought they were the shit, man, because oh, they yeah. just beat the hell out of people. And then the, when the Rowdy Rough Boys came out, and I said, this is dope. You know, this is awesome. Um, so I, I should have, I should, maybe I should have tweaked up the question, American cartoons, right? Because I used to always watch, you know, there was Kirby. Um, there was, um, not, was it, uh, Lucha Libre. Uh, mm-hmm. There was also uh, Digimon. I used to love Digimon growing up, man. I, I used to, at least saw the first two seasons. I'd like to visit them again, man. But I'm glad you mentioned Reboot because, holy hell, to this day, I wish they would finish that um, that series, man. But they never did. Uh, but, man, that, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. So, you ready for the next question? Did you ever – what about Captain Planet? That's another one that I always uh, thought was interesting. Did you ever watch that? Uh, I did, but – I always thought Captain Planet was kind of like a loser. <laughs> it was, it was mid. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't want something with a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> what? Pollution? I don't give a damn. <laughs> okay, what about this? Did you, what was your go-to? Because, like, there has to be something. There's something for every kid. What was your go-to when it was really late and... There's really not much like choice to watch like late at night, like before you're going to bed, like as you're going to bed, you know, you know, yeah. you get what I'm talking about? Like at that point, like on Nickelodeon, they started showing like, uh, what is it called? The Archie, the Archie Bunker show and the Jeffersons and uh, Laverne and Shirley. Um, yeah, I used to watch um, that Space Ghost. <laughs> I, I couldn't I still I still can't stand Space Ghost. I love Space Ghost, man. They did some dumb stuff on that show. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. No, I'm gonna yes. I couldn't, man. I just I loved it. Shout out to Leroy. <laughs> I just couldn't, man. To this day I can't. But no, nah, man. Um to answer your question, I used to watch a lot of Rocky and Bowwinkle. Okay, that yeah, that was another one that was late the, at night. Uh Speed Racer also came out real late at night too. Um yeah, but I think it'd be probably, probably be between those two. Scooby-Doo was also a late one. What about, do you remember, uh, and it's funny because they were brought back like in a very different capacity, like now, now, uh, recently, but do you remember the, what were they called? Those four animals that came out like in, uh, in a horror movie, like recently, not the Winnie the Pooh one, but the, the, the na 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 na, that one would come Uh. out like like at three or four in the morning. I think I know what you mean, man, but it's not coming to me. You know, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the elephant yeah, and yeah, the yeah, dog. Yeah. And like they came back recently. What is it called? 
I remember uh, uh, that's another one that Leroy and I always uh, talk about uh, thinking back about like those old uh, shows that would come out late at night that were like crazy. Oh, I'll, we can move on. I'll I'll uh, I'll do some research and get the, the the name of the show for us uh, while we're going through some other stuff. All right. So now uh, this one, and again, there's a reason why I'm asking these questions. I'm gonna let you, I'm letting you know what these reasons are. So on this one, did you collect anything growing up? And the reason I ask is because growing up, right, we had marbles. We played with marbles. We played with tassos, and believe it or not, I came across. Somebody, I do like to go to these little, like, there's little expos here and there, here at uh, where, we, where I live, and they had tassels for sale. And I said, oh, my God. You know, we used, to, we used to collect, what, we used to collect Pokemon cards in fifth grade, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards in middle school. Was there anything that you in particular collected as a kid that you would go out of your way for? Uh, Nothing, nothing too crazy that I can think of. I did go through, like, through the fads, like, growing up, I did the, uh, the marbles i was into marbles uh, we would play a lot uh at school i did also go through the through the yo-yos we also had uh, a yo-yos yo oh where yeah the, dude where the where the yo-yos were like <laughs> were like the hot thing too the more brains the faster it spins <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah and i never got too into that one that one i was more of a casual yo-yo guy uh, but you would get some that like retracted by themselves, which if you had a, a self-retracting when you were a noob, like if you couldn't make it come yeah. back on your own. Uh, and I mean, I was kind of a bit of a noob, so I did have a retracting one and one that was like the normal ones. Oh no, I and had you, a sleeper, man. Just pff, we let sleep and, and do all these things. And you had some that were, that had like X amount of springs and uh, whatever. I never got <laughs> too that deep into it or whatever, but it, it, it was cool for what it was and being able to see what some of the kids were able to come up with uh was pretty cool then of course we hit the the tassos uh which i was really big into the tassos that one for sure because one of the obviously because one of the uh highlighted things with tassos was in our area was pokemon pokemon came out on tassos mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me and uh, those you could pick up like by buying a lot of chips and stuff like that since we live here close to the border we would uh, get a lot of chips and stuff like that. You would buy some chips. It would have a tasso inside. You would get a Pokemon. And uh, that was a big one for me. When I was in fifth grade, we were actually, my class, the class of 08, where I'm dating myself now, um, was actually the last class to be able to be a part of what was called the fifth grade campus. And the buildings at the fifth grade campus kind of had like these little alleyways in between there was this one alleyway that legit was called Tasso Alley because that's where everybody went during lunch to like, if you showed up there, like it was anything goes like we're playing Tassos and you have to be, you can't be like, uh, you, you can't be mad. Like if you lose, like you lose your Tassos, we're, we're playing for keeps there. We play for keeps baby. So it, it got intense. There was fights. There was crying. Mom's parents were called like, all kinds of crazy stuff like it was serious bro uh but uh then probably the one that i was most into as a kid which uh sadly i didn't stay into i kind of just went into still as a fad was uh pokemon cards was another huge one like it was all i remember uh i was a, i was a uil kid growing up uh, i'm sure you had to have been too i don't remember but i don't think we ever talked about that but i'm sure you had to have been too um, and the way they would get me to stay in UIL 
was they would say like if you go to the UIL meet, we get we'll buy you like some Pokemon cards, and if you place, we'll buy you either like a video game or we'll buy you like X amount of Pokemon cards depending on how you do like packs. I mean, uh, so that was one of the things that always motivated me like to do really well, uh, in in my events. So I had a lot of investment in Pokemon cards. I think actually until I got to middle school where like I started with the whole sports thing, but uh, I've never really been too big of a collector. Uh, not when I was a kid, uh, other than those things. Once I got into the, once I went the whole sports route, like that kind of took over and trumped like everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays I still am with like on the Pokemon train, but just the games. Uh, but yeah, in terms of when I was little, kind of just like the standard stuff nothing nothing too crazy how about you i mean obviously growing up strange enough i did collect um video games um it was told i'll never forget the first time we ever had experience with gamestop was they said oh if you could if you keep the boxes you bring them back we'll give you more money so my mom said start keeping the boxes well i never traded in my games you know what i mean and I kept boxes and kept boxes and kept boxes. And I had this awesome, great Game Boy Advance collection, you know, N64 collection of just all these games. Unfortunately, a lot of these things just either got lost. I moved so many times and, and oh, you know, what bugged me out, I still remember when my, my Game Boy Advances, my Game Boy Advance, I had the games out of the box and I had the boxes put away. Well, one day when I came home from college, I'll never forget, they threw my Game Boy Advance boxes away. And you're talking about like 30, oh, 30 or 40 of them. Yeah, and you're talking the box for you know Zelda boxes. You're talking the oh, Mario Advance no, boxes, dude. Golden Sun boxes, my Mega Man boxes, like you know uh, Tactics Ogre box, and they just throw them away. And I was so pissed, upset to the point where it ruined my entire day because those boxes were gone. I had no way of getting them back. They were in the trash, and that was the end of them. And so you know that that was my actually like my first experience obviously with you know collecting thing and then i didn't actually start my first collection like myself until i was in college and i started i i said you know what i'm gonna buy the zelda games again in their box and i started with that start off with zelda stuff now i collect you know video game collections i collect a couple of figurines i collect a lot of pops i collect pokemon cards digimon cards any tcg i do collect i'm i love love collecting and and I, I tell these guys all the time, like, I just have so much stuff, but I enjoy just collecting it and just having it there and, you know, whatever it is. So, like, that's, I'm still on that boat. I'm still on that train. I'm going to be collecting and probably until, you know, the end of my life, um, whether my future kids like this or not, whether I decide to sell it, that's a whole different story. But, you know, I still collect and I collect quite a bit. And I'm very knowledgeable, a lot more knowledgeable than a lot of people out there about every single one of these things. And that, you know... <laughs> Yeah. As a matter of fact, <laughs> no, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I collect comic books, uh, game collections, figures, amiibos, Funko Pops. Um, I don't have any first four figures, but I do have uh, a Figma, Figma figures. Um, I have just I have all kinds of stuff. And again, you have to be knowledgeable that way you're not getting ripped off or anything, or you know, yeah. that way you know what's fake and what's real. And as a collector, like I've taught myself all these things, you know, that's why I was saying, I'm sorry. I'm always saying like, Oh, Jack of all trades, Jack of all trades, just because 
I, I don't mean it in, in a sense. I mean, as that I'm, I'm knowledge about a lot of, at least a little knowledgeable about a lot of things. You know what I mean? Somebody obviously knows a lot more than, than one of these things because that's all they do, just one of these things. But I think I at least know just to hold a conversation as far as collecting these things is concerned. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. So, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the 90s also, man, when we grew up was like quite the time for like collector stuff. Whether oh, it yeah. Was, some of the things we mentioned, like... Are are some of the big ones, but also you had stuff like Beanie Babies, Cabbage Patch Kids, uh, sports cards were also really big. I know they're not you don't they don't get talked about as much as some of like these other video game stuff. Uh, rare coins I know was one that my parents were into, like getting rare coins and like rare coins. The, yeah, dude, the the, the state the, quarters. Yeah, no. the orders, the the dollar, the the dollar coins or whatever. I don't remember what they're called, but the dollar coins, the two dollar bills. I know are some stuff that some people also like really love. Stamps. I know some people are real into stamps. stamps uh, Barbies, Hot Wheels. Uh, there's so many different kinds of things like that you can just get into. Furbies. I remember was uh, some stuff that people liked. Uh, all kinds of stuff, man. So, I mean, good on you for keeping that and being a collector because it's not for everybody. Uh, and I mean, I, I I know I don't have to re- reiterate this too much, but I know it's not cheap to be a collector either. So. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> so it's good not, on you but, for, um, for being into that. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Beanie Babies because my parents had Beanie Babies. My parents, my dad collected a lot of Star, Star Trek. He was super into Star Trek. Um, he had soprano little boxes and he had a little setup. So hey, people are always collecting things and uh, people like collecting things. People like, you know, ha- I guess is having that sense of ownership over something that can be worth value down the line and stuff like that. And so that's awesome, man. That's, 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 that's crazy. Totally had forgotten about that. Yeah, all right. dude. It was all the craze back in the day. Collecting, <laughs> collecting. Well, to this day, dude, to this day. So, all right. So next question. This was an interesting one because, again, right? Growing up, your rooms are a reflection of yourself. You did you always have your own room? Mm, most of my life, yeah. I think okay. I think I think I shared a room with my sister, like for a a couple years there, only because my my grandfather bought us bunk beds. So we we didn't have to share a room, but we did because my grandfather bought us bunk beds. Okay. So and that leads me to my next question, right? You're you're one of the lucky few, right? You can have the choice between actually, you know, having a room, not having a room. All my life growing up again, until I went to college, I shared a room with my little brother. Um growing up, so I shared a room with my big brother and little brother at one point. Um but nonetheless your rooms are a reflection of your personalities, right? What was your room like growing up and what's it like now? As a, so as a kid, early, early, like younger Rico, my room was chaos because as a kid, I was chaos incarnate. Like it was bad. Like there was stuff everywhere. I was all about toys, toys, toys. And I always had to get told like hey, pick up, pick up. I was always one of those kids. Uh, as I got a little bit older, uh i liked to have my room like picked up like clean ish not not spotless but ish right mm-hmm. uh so you know i had i usually had uh 
obviously my bed. I always liked having some kind of chair in my room where I could like play. I could sit there and play like my Game Boy and and uh, or sit like on the TV and play uh, N64 or whatever it is I had, depending on the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I almost always I have been lucky that I have almost always had a computer in my room. Uh, so I've, I've those are like the three standard things: a good chair, uh, computer, and a TV. At one time, I even had a computer that doubled as a computer and TV. You could plug in like the the old school, like the little twisty connection, like from the from the outlet. Uh, that and I could watch TV on my computer. It was insane. It was pretty cool. It was an old, old school Mac, uh, computer. But I know old school Mac too. Yeah, you had one too. Awesome. Uh, Power P, man. I remember playing Power P on that thing, man. That was probably the only game we played on there. The old school Macs that first came out. Yeah, old school Mac had the Power P. It was the more advanced game. But then you also had like the Mac Attack and the Oregon Mac Trail. Attack, Oregon Trail, Trail. Yeah, that we talked about. Uh. Uh, on our new stuff uh, this past week. So it went from that to like, of course I had also all my wrestling toys and stuff like that. You should have seen me, man. When I was a kid, I would, I would organize like whole pay-per-views and stuff like that with like lists of all the matches and stuff and put on like the whole thing. Like if I was producing like a, a WWE like event mm-hmm. and it, it, it was a, a lot of fun. I was always into that. Uh, as I grew up, like it went more from toys to video games and movies and uh, DVDs and stuff like that. And nowadays, like now, like current day, I pretty much uh, I always go back and forth between having a TV in my bedroom. I don't want to have like my goal is always to like be able to go away from having a TV in my bedroom um, so that I can make it more of a place to like relax and wind down my uh my goal is to be able to have like just my bedroom with a with a bed and maybe a speaker like for either music or a podcast or like something like I, I've always like loved listening to like rain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, something like that. But as of right now, I have my TV, my desk with my computer set up, my bed uh, and some of my collectible stuff. Uh, so most notably probably like my Pokemon stuff, my plushes, my games, uh, my consoles. And then I have like another little, another shelf where I have like all my anime stuff. Some of the stuff that you've gifted me, some of the stuff that my sisters gifted me, uh, some pops, uh, my one copy of manga, which featured, uh, actually was a gift by you, (laughs) Captain Yami. So I'm all about like him being my one manga that I have, uh, so yeah, like you know, the the decorations, uh, the Pokemon stuff is probably like just the identity, because that's 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 me, you know. I love yeah. Pokemon. We'll always love Pokemon. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's an interesting question. Like, what? Uh, you're right. Like, your room is kind of who you are because it is what you make it. Nowadays, yeah. like, nowadays, like I can't live with my room being dirty, dude. I I can't. <laughs> it's crazy and I, I think back of like being a kid and how I just had everything everywhere and it, it, it drives me insane I can't go back to those days of being a person that has like 32 tabs open on their computer <laughs> you monster I, I'm that guy by the way <laughs> I'm that guy okay uh, I, have, I have 32 plus tabs you can always get on my case but I, I love those tabs okay 
and they serve as reminders. And honestly, there are always tabs on, hey, this is this is what I want. This is what I'm gonna collect next. This is what I'm doing. Like, like, and, and that's what and that's what I do. Um, but strangely enough, you know, growing up, um, our room again, blue carpet, high ceilings. Um, again, we did. I did share a room for many years with my little brother. My, for the 18 years, my little brother was always in my room. And then Michael was there for about a while before he got his own room. But you know, I we 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 shared bunk bed, and then we kind of moved the bunk bed, and we I, we just lived there all uh, in our whole life. But we had a small little you know TV. We had a little computer there that would never work. Sometimes we play. I get on it just to play solitaire, or whatever, listen to music. That's how I listen to music. Um, but we did have a TV there to watch movies or to play our games. So, yeah, I played the GameCube on that thing, uh, N64, Super Nintendo. Anything we had was connected to that TV. And we had these shelves full of... Dan- Daniel used to collect um, Dragon Ball Z VHS films, which he still has because they have that art on the side when you display them. The art's complete and stuff like that. So Daniel had his section. I had my section. Daniel's section was mostly Dragon Ball Z. My section was Harry Potter for a while and then Video Game Central. Video game and just, you know, I started collecting a little bit of anime also when I was in high school. So the anime stuff there, not obviously not a lot, right? But it was mainly video games because that's what I enjoyed. Uh, we had a Spider-Man poster, a Batman poster on our wall. Daniel had this Tony Parker thing. Um, you know, we had signed jerseys, you know, whatever. Like it was just, it was just a, a man's, you know, not even a boy's room, right? And then obviously now my room is more of a boy's room than it was when I was growing up. <laughs> so again, just because all the collections, I'm now it's like video game stuff, anime stuff, and my thing was always to have a big room to where I can display everything. Right now everything's kind of stacked on each, on each other. It's kind of stuffed into a book a bookshelf that's kind of you know there. It's there, but you have to go and kind of go fishing for it. I, I want everything to be seen, you know, just in a room because I think that's just you know the epitome. Any- be be seen and on display like in your own room like your personal not i'm not saying like your bedroom i'm saying not my like, bedroom like, not like my you bedroom. want you want to have a man cave or you want like to for it to be like so everyone can see for everyone can see more of a collector's a collector's cave than anything because people okay. say man cave you drink you watch the games there no like this would be like you this is where i put my collection stuff you walk in you're in all this right and again like later on down the road i do want to have a business where i can sell and do these things obviously you know i'm very knowledgeable about those things so and i kind of do it on ebay i sell a lot on ebay you know yearly and stuff like that so i would also like to have that room more of a kind of a workshop slash collector's room where i have these things to do that um i need a bigger room so obviously i won't be till later till i have a big big home you know and stuff like that and um but yeah you know just again that's what it is and if you and you would know exactly what type of person i was by looking inside this room and and these guys can tell you and i and i love all the stuff that's around it uh, you know, I have um, some Kobe things of some Eagles cards and I have posters, you know, sports and, and anime and game and all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. And, and, and I'm pushing I'm pushing towards that, too. Like if I was going to go like all out with decorating posters, all these kinds of like lights and stuff like that, I would want that to be in like my own room, like like a man cave of sorts, like what people say. And, uh, you know, there are some people that want it to be their own, like private personal room. And there's some people that are proud of their stuff and want to like, ha- like want to invite people in there. Like, so you can see like, this is my, this is my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, look at my shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, dude, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, in terms of like the rest of like my home and my room and stuff like that, I've actually been, 
growing to like adopt like adopt more of like a minimalist like display kind of thing where i kind of just want everything to be very plain i feel like like the less you have the less you have to worry about yeah well i and shout out to andrew andrew over there hates keeping boxes hates uh what is it? He he says I, I I throw everything away now on the what? And I said Andrew, oh. if you ever throw everything away, yeah, you ask us, please. Yeah, we'll take it off to, your hands. Shout out to those people because we that means we get cases. <laughs> or yeah, you, no, I, no, you're, I, the, I, you're the collector, so no. Andrew said, hey, does anybody want an N64? I said Andrew, I'll take your N64, and he gave it to me, everything and everything, and and controllers, and he had the done. I said, oh my god, and and he says, I'm not going to use it. I'm going to throw it away. I was like, dude, give it to me, and that is whenever I receive items like that. I will never get rid of them. To this day, I have that N64 hooked up over in the other room, and I've and I play. I put that N64 for good use. So, Andrew, if you're listening, like I will never get rid of that because hey, it it, it has a little bit of sentiment. A friend gave it to me, so I'm not about to sell something a friend gave me. You know, whether it's in good faith or not, that's just me personally. But yeah, no, I have that thing. I had another N64, and Daniel says, "Hey, can I have that one?" I said, "Yeah, take that one." Daniel set up his N64 like, "Hey, man, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it's, that, that's that's what it is. You know what I mean?" Yeah, yeah. So awesome. That was that was a good question. If I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next question. This is this is question oh, five. Real, real quick, you made me you made me think of something. If you were to, if you had to give up everything in your room, but I, uh, what would be the last thing? Like you had to pick just one thing. Everybody's I, honestly. I, I think I think. My girlfriend asked me that question multiple times, and, I, and it get, it's hard every time I answer it. Um, your, of course, your, your, your t- would it be your like a t? Would you go like towards a TV? Would you go towards like your gaming stuff? Would you go towards like your computer? Your collectibles? Like collectibles can be pretty vague. So, like, would you go like towards these collectibles or those collectibles? Like, what would be the last thing? I, I've I've your, been asked that question. The room is on fire, and you can save one thing. What is it? I've been asked that question, and the right answer is always, uh, if, you know, I'm gonna get rid of everything for for my girlfriend. So shout out to her, but uh, that's, that's always the right answer. <laughs> no, but she's asked me this question before, man, and it stumps me every time. But I have been able to successfully chalk it down to gaming or anime, like that. That that's what it always comes down to. One of those two things. I would get rid of my fi- like like my figures. You know, I love them, Funkos. I love all these things uh comic books all these things uh amiibos like any figure anything like that i those they would be the first thing to go but when it came down to my video games or to like my anime collection because i do have an anime blu-ray collection and stuff like that or even just anything anime that that's always been super super tough for me but i have answered that and because my first love growing my first love in general period is uh, video games and video games would be the last thing to go for me my video yeah. game collection and just because also like you know and like as far as the anime and stuff like that especially now i've kind of stopped with the not stopped i do buy my favorites now but you know anime is accessible on the tv and stuff like that and stuff like that you know uh crunchy roll high dive uh you can find them on websites everything's kind of really readily available to you or you know my video game stuff though like that's there's anime-esque type video games and stuff like that so I think I can get my fix. I, I've thought about that question long, and I've been asked that question multiple times, and it stumps me every time. Shoot, one time I even said anime, and I said, oh, would it be my, my anime stuff? But <laughs> it, it's a tough question, but I do talk it down to anime or games. like that. that those will all be the last two things to go. 
Yeah, it has to be tough for a jack of all trades. Yeah, dude, it is. Hey, dude, and I, I, I say that because it's like, hey, you know, just just a little bit, a little bit of everything, man. I and I even tell us that somebody says, what, "What's your talent?" And I said, "I don't really think I have a talent." I was like, I, "I'm probably not great at anything." I was like, "But I'm good at pretty much everything. Good, but I'm not great." You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, it sounds. It sounds. I'm not saying it to be arrogant or cocky. Like that's just to me that that's why I feel like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be good, decent, even, but I will never be awesome at it great at it you know what i mean like i play shooters i'm pretty decent at them i'm not i'm not over there clicking heads like and he should not be mentioned you know what <laughs> i mean um but stuff like that but i you know i'll play and i'll compete and you know i will i will be a detriment to the team and I, i've talked about this before right um but yeah i'm not gonna get on that soapbox but you already know <laughs> if you listen to the other ones you already know yeah all right by, by the way the tv show uh, we're talking about earlier the banana splits Oh man, that's what that uh, crazy show was called. Oh man, I don't, I don't remember that one. I don't. Dang. All right. So next question. Now this one, this one's a quick question because the other one's going to be more of the you know, getting, getting, kind of get into it. You know. Um, so, do you think video games teach life lessons and skills? I, th- I know there's, there's always like this crazy movement sometimes where they say like oh video games are a waste of time or whatever but i've always thought so i've always thought that they teach you like at the very least like there's studies like if you actually want to get into it like there's actual studies and stuff out there that you know hand-eye coordination is improved by like people that game there's uh commercials nowadays even that say those kinds of things but uh you know just like uh tv and movies like there's stories told in games like sometimes help you learn about stuff like social stuff, uh, communication, um, even playing online with other people and having to be social and talk to people that strangers, uh, be able to deal with people that are going to heckle you, being able to work with people in a team format game, like how we play Overwatch and stuff like that. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things you can learn and stuff from video games it really is just about what you play how you play it and what you make of the experience you know what i mean so i think there's plenty of lessons out there not all you know not to say that some things can't be misconstrued uh or or taken up in a bad way uh because you know there is a lot of toxicity within the video game community at times but yeah, uh, yeah. I, there definitely is lessons to learn uh, in in very different ways, I think. Yeah, and I, and I also attribute it, like, even just lessons, just, just uh, you know, hand-eye coordination, uh, motor functions, because I do attribute video games, strangely enough, to just, you know, critical thinking skills, my critical thinking skills, higher, higher questioning skills, higher thinking skills, right? Um, playing these games, your vocabulary. Uh, you see a lot of people say, oh, you know, I, I, I wasn't fluent in English, but I played a lot of games and I became fluent in all these things and it helped me a lot. Um, so you kind of embrace these things. And obviously when you play those adventure games and you puzzle games, you're you're having to, you know, deduce uh, brain thinking. function, critical thinking, right? Uh, brain, you use that brain capacity to figure out, you know, these games. And so I've always just thought of you know these games as those type of lessons you know what i mean so um yeah that, 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 that i want to ask that question just to get your feedback first now has and this is my next question has a game ever taught you a valuable lesson 
a valuable lesson or, or or a lesson in general you know or the best lesson you know whether it be something that you that either changed your life or saw the way you viewed a certain thing or um made you play things a certain way made you treat people differently anything like that that, that can come to mind you know i mean it's a. Uh... I guess like the the biggest thing would be uh, that to like never give up really because you know there's games out there that are made like for kids and stuff like that super easy and stuff but then sometimes you come across like a like a a game that's super challenging right mm-hmm. and you can try at it and try at it and try at it and you can never get like a mission an achievement uh a certain kind of run like a you know there's some crazy stuff that people put out there uh in terms of content and stuff like that no hit runs those kinds of stuff so whatever it is that you're into uh sometimes games are just hard period like and they're tough to play but there's something to that like when something is very difficult in gaming and even in life really in general once you like are able to achieve it like it's so so sweet like um so just persistence i think like is one not just a a a certain game but gaming in general like sometimes things are rough man but you know like just don't give up keep going keep going towards that goal have a goal and just uh go for it yeah and realize that you know if it's something you really want you can't you can't let it go you you shoot for it and once you get there you know, that struggle is going to be kind of erased and make it all the more worth it. Yeah. Good. Well said, man. Um, and again, all that reasons to my question is just because, um, strangely enough, it wasn't a video game per se. Well, there is a video game attached to it, but just, and, and there's a reason why I'm kind of, I'm, I, I was even, I'm even open to playing just about everything, giving everything a shot, everything a try. There's a reason behind that. And again, I don't just, I will, I'll give any game a shot. I at least try it. Every, I always say everything's my niche just because I, I do give everything a shot. Um, you know, if I want to try it, it looks interesting or something looked down my alley, you know, that's why they say, oh, it's a Marcus game or an indie game because indie games are games that look fun, right? And, you know, those are for a niche or audience and stuff. But my point is, Growing up, and this, you know, seven, eight-year-old me, and I, and I told you so before, right? It's a mystical ninja story, and I might have even mentioned it. Uh, seven, eight-year-old me, you know, my mom rents it. I'm super spoiled. I didn't want this game. Start crying on the bus when she didn't have to give me, get me this game or rent this game for me. Started crying, throwing a tantrum, you know, for whatever reason, because it looked ridiculous, and it's not the game I wanted. RJ plays this game. My oldest brother, again, mystical ninja starring Goemon. Amazing game, by the way. And it looked... It looked awesome. It was very, very Zelda, but, it, you know, Jap- Japanese, Western, you know, there's Shogun gangs, and, you know, it was funny and all these things, super over the top. And I said, oh, my God, this game's amazing. And I played the hell out of that game. And I thought to myself, and again, this is eight-year-old me, like, oh, you know, it's a fun game. I didn't need to cry, all these things. I was like, any game can be fun. So, strangely enough, from then on, any single, every single game that, that's come, come across or I've rented or whatever, like, or I've seen just, you know, a picture of or you know if it if it looks appealing to me i will i will try it if it's somebody tells me give it a try i'll try it you know that's why when it comes to all these games you know indie games where they look a little weird or whatever i'll give them a shot or any game that looks out there i will give it a shot 
um, kind of plays to the again. It's it's very cliche. Don't judge a book by its cover. But hey, you know, entertainment and just you know memory and just being able to just experiences can be found in any any format in any form. So that was a valuable lesson because you know I was a. A spoiled kid who probably didn't even deserve a game at seven, eight years old and play something because I was a little ass ho. <laughs> dude, and, and what a game for it to be, like, <laughs> of all games. Yeah, That's dude, so- Ashton, it just stuck with me, Rico. This was seven-year-old me, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. I actually have that game. I have the game. I actually have it in the box to this day. Um, and it's expensive, but I, it, it had that impression on me from when I was little. From, and I have from, back, from back then? Or you have bought you bought I, it. I bought it later. when I was in college. I bought it later because okay. I couldn't afford it. But I did buy it, and I remember like, no, I want to play that game. I want to play that game, and I I owned it. I finally owned it between that one and Ogre Battle. Amazing, but yeah, that was my little lesson there that I taught myself. And there was there was another video game lesson that I learned later on, but you know that was a different one. But uh, I'll get to that in a bit. And all right, so we're almost done. We got a few more questions, uh, three more questions. So real quick. Let's. I want. I want you to talk about real quick. A who was your rival? Who would you consider a video game rival? And what me- memorable experience did you ever have with this person? Somebody that no matter what, growing up or might, might even have been in high school or whatever, uh, to this day, your video game rival that in video games in general that you just had to beat. Hmm. I, I can tell you. I can tell you mine right off the bat. I'm gonna tell you mine right off the bat. Growing up, oh, it's yours is easy, bro. Yeah, every, and everybody knows mine. Everybody knows mine. Uh, uh, growing up, it was you know my brother Daniel. Just for whatever reason, I've always tried to be there and never left me alone. Right, whatever. But we always played video games together, and it was always a hey, we were we would go at each other's throats when it came to these games. Even in college, you know, um, we played blitz and we played these basketball games or whatever. It, it kind of got into more sports stuff because Daniel kind of started fading around, fading out towards these type of games. Or at least my type of games when we were little. Daniel never really played Zelda, but we would play Mario Kart. Anything with a competitive nature to it, Daniel and I would be playing, and we would play the shit out of it and try to beat the hell out of each other. I always came out on top. He's not the beast. And to this day, any single game that he he's good at, I'm still I'm still better than him, and I, I'm saying that out loud because I want him to know that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and uh, strangely enough, it it was always um, uh, growing up, we always played uh, whether it was uh, team deathmatch on Goldeneye. Uh, we played a game called Hunter the Reckoning, and we were always still at each other's throats, even if it was a if, if, uh, it was a co op game. Uh, stuff like that. Anytime we played Mario Party, no, our board games, we played board games in Monopoly, hey, Daniel could not win. Like, that was a thing. Now it's kind of transformed to where, hey, if Daniel wins and or I win, because, you know, uh, this is a shout out to Ricky and, and the Pantera siblings, Leroy and Omar. Um, hey, man, we're just going to win, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they yeah. said, Aviarial can't win in this house, they keep saying. So, do you have any uh, experience like that? You know, oddly enough, I guess it's because, like, we grew up so different. You with three other brothers, where I'm sure, like, I'm sure Daniel wasn't the only one. Yes, Daniel was probably the most, the biggest one because of the, because of the way, because of Daniel. If you know Daniel, you know, you know, you don't want to lose to him at anything. But uh, I grew up very different. I grew up with a, with a little sister. So uh, I really didn't have anyone in my family that was, like, into gaming 
I did have a uh, I have one set of three boys, very similar to the Contreras. I think almost exactly the same age, ages too. But they were never into gaming and stuff like that. They were more like the sports route and all that kind of stuff. So we, I never had that in common, like with with too many people in my family. I have one cousin that's into gaming, but we've just never been close mm. uh, because he lived. So he lived. He's always lived like away. We we never we, we didn't see each other enough to become like close. So uh, yeah, I I really didn't get into that actually until like way later in my life like now that like i you know since we all became friends and became such good friends like you don't you don't want to lose to each other in uh in anything in anything <laughs> but but gaming like because i grew up without like that those uh brothers and stuff like that i always had like a, i grew up and i still to this day uh, maybe it's like a cop out, but me like having those friends and those like, you know, brothers by choice, not by family, but by choice, you know, you guys, the Contreras, uh, Cornelio, Rudy, everybody, another banana, another banana. Um, I'm, I'm just happy to play together because I didn't have those guys that I could play with all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? Joking. Yeah, I know. What so, you mean. so, so, so I don't have that. I don't have that in terms of, of, uh, of video games like i don't have that like of course i when we play something together like nowadays nowadays, uh, nowadays like i don't want to lose to you guys but if i do like i'm not mad about it but if i but, to daniel i'm pissed but switch it over to sports like when we play basketball i haven't been out there to play basketball in a while uh but when we're on the basketball court, like, because I, I did grow up where my cousins and a lot of my family were all about basketball. So we're always playing about basketball, real competitive, talking trash. So I guess it there is like that nurture, like, you know, there's always like the nature versus nurture thing about how, like, are you born that way or are you bro or is it in the way you're brought up? Like me, mm. I was brought up with competitiveness in basketball and stuff like that. Mm. So anytime I step on the basketball court, I don't want to lose to any of you guys. Like I get, I'll get upset. Like if I lose at basketball, yeah, I, I won't always show it, but that ticks me off. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's a, that's a good question. It's making me think about like how, well, like, I, mean, I guess, there's... I guess the way you come up, like really can be different depending on like your setting, your family and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, sibling rivalries, but also, you know, friend rivalries, best friend rivalries, you know, but losing losing to daniel at the end of the day for me just will always irk me more than losing to just about anybody else you know and it, it for whatever reason right? i can lose to ricky i can used to lose to omar i i could take omar's shit talking that's because omar talks a lot of shit you know he knows what i'm talking shout out to omar there. he talks a lot of shit you know what i mean but uh like but Ver just versus me like i loved watching my little sister play games like just to watch her and like teach her and encourage her and help her get better. Yeah, yeah. See, I never had sisters, so yeah. You see, so very, very different dynamic. And yeah, yeah. Uh, to this day, dude, uh, we used to play like like Halo online together. Uh, sometimes we would play split screen. Uh, other times, like I would just watch her play. And you know that uh, capture the flag. You know the capture the flag mode. You have to yeah, know, yeah, right? Yeah. It's a standard thing. Um, that mode 
I don't know how, but Cell always had a gift for it. For like avoiding people when killer, people when shooter. Uh, it, it was wild. It was watching her play Capture the Flag was like, you know, like those scenes in Star Wars, like when somebody's walking through a hall and it's all these stormtroopers like shooting guns, but they're not hitting anything. Mm-hmm. That sells talent, like for Capture the Flag. I've never seen anything like it. And I like the first time she did it, I was like, that's a fluke. Like, there's no way. Uh, but I saw her do it over and over and over again. And then I say, you know what? Let's play together. And I get the flag, immediately die. And then she picks up the flag and just casually walks it into like the base. And I'm like, what is this? Like, it's crazy, dude. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Sil, the best capture the flag player I've ever known. That's funny. And, and that's interesting because yeah, and all these things, right? And again, for you know, for your sibling rivalries and stuff. So one of the questions I'm gonna, I'm gonna this is my bonus question, but I'm gonna ask this question now. Um if you had to make a team of five people, including yourself, obviously, you had to pick pick four other people. You're gonna play a bunch of different games, a bunch of different genres. Which four people would you fill up those spots with? It could be anybody. Friends, somebody, you know, just anybody. Anybody. Which, which one of your friends? And you know, actually no, let's keep it to your friends. Our friend group. Who would you include? And this is for all those uh uh our our chat out there. This is Rico would pick for his for his top. For like a squad of, of a to, squad. Com- to, co- to compete. Yeah, you're going to compete against another squad of, and it can be any type of genre game, any, any game. It can be anything. Who? Hmm. Well, I mean, you, you got to have like, uh, you got to have some players that have like different kind of uh, skills and stuff like that. Because, you know, the video game world is so vast out there. But uh, in terms of like, I would I would really like my my team to be very like adapt have like a lot of adaptability, mm-hmm. right? So because of wanting to have some people that can do it all, my team of five, I would probably have the two people that I think would be able to kind of be able to lead a team uh in terms of like ha- being able to do a little bit of everything would probably be you and Rudy. Rudy. Wow. I I think you and Rudy because (laughs) you, you, because you're able to do a lot. Rudy. I think because he, he's played so many different kinds of things and something that's really important. Rudy has something about him where he doesn't mind taking a back seat. He doesn't mind okay, learning. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't okay. mind adapting to to a position where it's not always going to be glory, a glorified role. He doesn't mind uh, sitting back and playing support or a healing class or something like that. He'll and he is very good about taking like advice, like oh, try doing this, try doing that, and he's very receptive to that all the time. Like whenever we play stuff together, so I would pick. Those two, uh, you and Rudy, for like that kind of role. Then, of course, you need people that are like mechanically gifted, which like there's one name at the top of that list. Oh, get out of here, dude. <laughs> Don't even say it, dude. Don't even say it. Oh, Omar, just in terms of mechanics uh, and stuff like that. Uh, so that's three. That's uh, you, Rudy. 
And Omar uh, and yourself. So one more, remember, because you're, you're counting. So it should have been four other people. I have a surprise there because okay. uh, I would actually... I would actually not put myself in that group. I would actually rather be the coach than be a player. Do I have to be a player or can I coach? I, I'm going to, I'm going to let you answer it, man. That's, that's fine. That's your take. Go for it. So I, I would have to, Oh, the last couple are hard. Uh, because we have, we have our, our, uh, person, are our people to kind of lead the charge in in their own ways you and Rudy we have our mechanics with with uh, Omar then i would probably say i haven't played too many games with Daniel but if you and Daniel if you have a history with Daniel the way you the, like the way i know i feel like he would be a perfect yin to your yang and I, I feel like you all, what you all can do against each other or have done against each other, like, I feel like that's also going to make you great teammates uh, and be able to work together when you have to. So I would probably throw Daniel on that squad uh, as my fourth guy. And then the last person, because I would probably put myself outside of the circle. Uh, I feel like I would contribute a lot more, even though I lo would love to be on the team. I feel like I could contribute more as a coach and learning like the ins and outs and relaying that stuff to you all rather than, you know, being in there and doing it. Um, so the last person, I would need somebody probably that is good at communicating. So who could that be for me? Hmm. And it's, I, I'm going back. It's, it's funny that you, you had mentioned Rudy, not because you know, I'm in shock or anything like that, but you know, and you, you had mentioned that, that Rudy's Rudy's the the guy who was just going to say, you know, I don't want to say the okay guy, but Rudy's cool with doing whatever you need him to do and stuff like that. But I just, I didn't, I didn't see you going with Rudy. You know, first two picks, man. <laughs> well, I because I like you know you know me like I'm all strategy. I'm all min maxing. I'm all. Uh, I have to I have to think things out. So my That's last funny. things for my last things for communicating. I feel like I'm between two people. Uh either Cornelio, Nana Banana, Nana Banana. Uh I don't know. I, I haven't I, I think uh I think Darren is another good pick because I, I know that he's very vocal with the games that he plays. I just don't know. I haven't played enough with him to like throw him in there, but shout out to Darren. Maybe Leroy. I guess I would have to go with Cornelio. For that, because I know that he's vocal and he's not afraid to like step on toes and say some stuff too. Mm. So I have I have you and Rudy filling up roles in what needs to be done. I have Cornelio kind of leading the charge with uh saying things and I have Daniel playing off you as a dynamic duo and Omar shooting people in the head and me in back of you all communicating to you all what kind of game we're playing, uh, what the best strategies are and coaching you to be the best team possible. And shout out to all these guys. We love you all. So no, no hard feelings. It's just kind yeah, of, it was uh, just yeah, interesting I, kind of putting it, it, in, it a, in a technical it, standpoint. It, it, it's tough because we, we we're all so different. 
That's because Rico oh. even Rico even benched himself to include somebody else. You see, I ain't doing that shit. I'm, I'm playing, baby. <laughs> so kudos, man. And again, it was just a, it was just a question, just to you know have some fun. And this was a question directed towards our group of friends because they do listen and stuff like that. So if they listen, obviously they'll bring it up because we are talking all, all about them and stuff like that. But I like how you really gave a, uh, a kind of like an info as to why you would include said person. Um, and and you put them in order too. So I I, I think you, you didn't do it deliberately, but like if you were gonna play, I would I would guess you know your last pick and um and uh I'm 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 a, I'm a team builder, baby. I'm a strategist. Like yeah, you know. So it, that's pretty funny, and and that's actually why one of the reasons. Now in this case, I w- I would be playing, so I'm only gonna have four. So you know, just to kind of put out there. Now at the end of the day. And and it's it's funny that you mentioned the whole yin and yang yin and yang thing with Daniel, but Daniel will always be my number one pick if I had to have a teammate in a game in any capacity, just because Daniel will he's highly competitive, and we like we we're, we're not gonna lose. We're we're gonna try not to lose, and we're not gonna lose. And with Daniel being highly competitive, especially you know the way I know him, like at the end of the day, if we're trying to win, if we're trying to win, he's gonna play to win, and he's gonna pick up the game, learn the game just as fast and stuff like that, because that's always the way we competed growing up. Like that's just it's just what we did. You know what I, I mean? mean? I mean, he's the beast, right? <laughs> okay, okay. It it, it 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 really strikes me. It strikes me as a like, uh, it strikes me. It really strikes me as one of those relationships. Where it's like um, one of those rivalries too. Even like you know, we mentioned you mentioned it in the last question. Where it's like the only one that messes with you is me. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, if, if if anyone else messes with you, like we're gonna take them down together. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, and, and, I, and, I, I see that like dynamic. And it's funny, sure. but like, and, and you've heard me, right? Like, I've, I've like when I'm talking smack about Daniel, I'll talk smack about it. But like, I will talk highly of him. When I when it when it when I need to when it's there because in the, the day I'm the only one who can mess with it. Like Daniel playing Daniel one on one. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk lower so he doesn't hear me. Daniel playing one on one basketball is you know pretty intense, right? But I will never say that shit out loud, especially to other people. You know what I mean? I did say it on this podcast, so Daniel, shout out to that guy again. Uh, but yeah, you know little things like that. You know as far as um, that relationship, that it, it is true. At the end of the day. I'm going to talk high about him. I know what he's good at. And it's just, you know, the way we feed off each other. So Daniel will always be there, you know, right there whenever it comes to these teams. The other guy, again, like you said, Omar, again, if you notice, I'm I'm going for the kill. <laughs> I'm just going to go right in, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, kind of thinking it out. Omar is going to do what he needs to do. We're all going to do what we need to do. Omar will be the next guy. I have two more. Now, in this case, um, this was always, this one's kind of always, uh, not always, right? But it's always between... Um, Rudy and Cornelio on this list. And the reason being is because I do include you for different reasons. And I do include you. And I mentioned before, because uh, you're that, and again, you're not coaching in this case, you're playing. So in your, in your case, you're coaching, uh, you know, the ins and outs, you know, you know, the meta, especially what people are doing online and stuff like that. You're well-informed is what I mean. So with knowledge, we need to have you in the back to a, do this, do that, do this. And we're going to do you know, whatever we feel gives us the the biggest chance to win. And again, we're going to do our own thing and we're going to do what we feel needs to win. But it always helps to have that cohesiveness but from someone who's, you know, going to be like, hey, maybe we should try to do this or at least knows how to like, you know, turn our buns a little bit because we could get a little radical. You know what I mean? Um, so I do include you, you know, for the, for those reasons. So that's why this last one always comes up, always comes down. And there's you know, Andrew, Leroy. Um, yeah. Yes, I even thought Darren, Andrew, Leroy, Darren, Ricky. I'm sorry, Ricky. Um, 
I, soon. I, I know soon, soon. soon you'll be on one of these lists <laughs> but you know uh but but andrew's i know andrew's a big time gamer um i know uh leroy is also a big time gamer uh but and I, i'm thinking more in like in a competitive sense uh so i it's always rooting cornelio up there dude um kind of very similar to yours but for different reasons i don't know i think when you had when you had mentioned Rudy the first time, Rudy again is one of those where he's he's going to try to win. He's going to try to win, but you know when Rudy plays like two K and he's not getting the he's not getting the ball, mm-hmm. Rudy will just not say anything and just be mad by himself. <laughs> and he'd be like, and then I, and I'm thinking about it because I'll be a point guard. I know, and I know Rudy just stops talking, so I'll start feeding Rudy the ball. He'll start talking when he starts shooting a little bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And obviously, Cornelio, you know, plays casually and plays, you know, whatever. So, if I'm forming a competitive team, the, it's just who am I going to leave off? And I know Cornelio get mad if I leave him off. But I, you had mentioned Rudy, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think I would put Rudy on my team and I would kick up Cornelio. <laughs> uh, but he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be my sixth man, so it's all good. <laughs> But yeah, no, and again, just because and- I know Andrew's a casual player, you know, and I know Leroy plays casually and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that last spot was was tough for me. Like, I, I really wanted to put either Andrew or Darren on there, but I felt like I need really needed, like, a communicator for mine. And I know Cornelio's not afraid to step on people's toes and stuff like that. So. You know, yeah, and there's always Alex, too, but I've never played with Alex, like, like you know, in, like that. Whereas I played with you, PUBG, and I played a... Warzone and I, just different types of games and sports games and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so it, it, that's a lot of fun, man. So, again, no hard feelings. There's just something to get us talking about it if you guys listen. So, yeah, step um, your game up. <laughs> all right. So, from here, we have two more questions. Uh, and these are just fast ones. Going to try to wrap it up. Um, have you ever had a, uh, an embarrassing video game moment? Embarrassing or one that you just cringe at yourself about? Because I have another one, and I've told you this story too, and I think I might have mentioned on the podcast where. Well, uh, well, go with your story, so I so I can see what you mean. Yeah, you know, like in this case, right? Just again, it was also a teachable moment for me, and I and I mentioned the story right with the whole PlayStation or whatever, where I got so upset, and there's a reason, right? And and that's why even Cornelio kind of makes fun at me or whatever, like, or oh, you get mad when you play, you get mad when you play, but I've learned to contain that anger because of this particular incident, uh, playing MDK. Um, on PlayStation, and there was a part where I couldn't get past. It was MDK2 because I just passed part one, and we had both of them. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. I didn't throw the remote, you know, like other people do, like normal people do. No, I, I punched the shit out of the PlayStation right at the top, and <laughs> and it broke. It stopped doing discs, and I felt like shit. I felt stupid. It was, it was just embarrassing, and I, I, I was. I, I went from sad, I went from mad to sad real quick, and I said, damn it, dude. And we got it working by by turning it upside down or whatever. You had to be upside down to read the to read the discs and stuff. None of my brothers ever knew why it had broken, but it was my fault. I punched the shit out of it because I couldn't beat that part of MDK. Ever since that part, I've learned to contain my anger when it came to video games, especially like you know, um, if nobody's involved, you know, I'm just gonna go away, come back, and then try again or whatever. You know, just you know, take a breather. And stuff like that, but you know that that taught me a lot, and that was one of the first stages to actually help me contain, you know, just being mad and you know the anger that you know a lot of younger guys kind of have and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was my embarrassing moment, man. It was it was it was rough. So yours was a rage moment. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I I don't think I have anything like that, like in terms of regret or like 
messing up in something uh the only thing I could think of like lately that is I guess like a little bit like I kind of felt I didn't feel bad, but uh I guess like for a second I was like Chingal. Uh I remember uh you know I ha- we have this love hate relationship with 2K. Uh because and I won't I won't give up on it. I refuse to give up on it because it's one of the last things that we all play together, which is why like, I'm I'm still with it. Like of course every year I'm like oh, this is the year that I don't buy it. But then I think to myself, dude, if this is something you enjoy playing with your boys, like fuck it, just do it. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're gonna put in some time, and I don't remember if it was last year or year before, but uh, we were playing fives in the wreck, and I remember uh, I've never I've never been very good at the game. So I'm kind of just there because I want to play with the guys and I don't mind filling whatever role it is. And for some reason, nobody on the team wants to be a shooter because nobody wants to, nobody wants to, uh, the flag. to get rough, all the flag. Bro. And, and I'm okay with that. But, and luckily for me, like people don't really give me a hard time. Like when I mess up in video games, I'm, <laughs> I, it's not like, it's not like some of the rest of you all. And I guess maybe it's just a relationship where like, I don't really talk too much trash. So I don't get trash talk to me either, but like, maybe that's from upbringing or maybe that's from that whole, like, I, I, I it's not the same competitiveness or whatever that we have. But I remember one game we had like a huge comeback where we like were pretty much slated to win. And the other team kind of like goes up at the very end. And I, I got, I ended up being wide open for like a buzzer beater. I put it up and shoot it and I fucking miss. And I was like, fuck, like I felt bad. And then Omar just comes in with, you must feel like shit, huh? <laughs> and we all just started laughing <laughs> because leave it to Omar to just like not pull any punches and go straight for the throat. Uh, so yeah, like that, that's probably one, like that's probably one of the things I would think of. Like, and it's not, it's not too crazy. Cause of course we get our ass kicked in 2k all the time or we win, but I had this clut, this moment to like solidify myself as like, I'm I'm I hit a buzzer beater and I I choked. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> and, man. and then and then one of my guys just freaking just puts me out to pasture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was a good. Uh, one. So yeah, the, I guess that would be like a semi like embarrassing or something like that. Like where I just got I got uh, exposed, destroyed, owned, whatever. I don't know whatever you call it but uh yeah <laughs> that was a okay. funny one all right so this you remember, were you our, with us you were with us again yes, no? i was with you yes uh, so this will be our last question now these are just you know no-brainers and this was something just to throw a, throw, a little throwback from one of our previous discussions um as to who you think would win in a fight there's only three of them uh nothing too crazy and again uh this is our last question i'm gonna wrap it up with these so with that said who would win in a fight? Elsa from Frozen or Maleficent? Oh. Mm-hmm. That's going, isn't it? Not, I, don't, I honestly don't think so, dude. You don't think so? You don't think it's a good one? Why? I don't think it's a good one because I think Elsa clears hard. I think Elsa destroys Maleficent. Even Maleficent. I love Maleficent, but Maleficent... I feel like she always 
she she's out there like for blood. She's out there like being evil, like you know the evil incarnate or whatever you would call her. Of course, she does have the. It, there would be something to her, I think, like if the dis the whole Disney, uh, gloves came off and what we could see from her with all her powers and stuff. But the the crazy stuff that we've seen Elsa do, and she's good. The crazy abilities and the ice and all that stuff that she can do. But uh, as but a, turn to a dragon and breathe fire. As a good guy, like I think I I just think Elsa. It doesn't even get to that point. Elsa freezes her and bye-bye. I feel like if Elsa really wanted to, like, and again, the gloves, the Disney gloves come off, I feel like she could do some horrible, horrible stuff. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, next one. John Wick or John McClane? John Wick or... Die Hard. Oh, Dang. <laughs> I got. Uh, I would probably go with John Wick. John Wick, you John McClane takes on Hans Gruber, going for the building. Damn, infiltrated entire. Yeah, probably. I mean, I guess John Wick, right? Probably kick his ass. But because I had a John, I had a John McClane. We're talking about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Um, do you think it's a Christmas movie? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, good. Okay, and that that was the discussion we were having. So that's why John McClane came to my mind. Okay, last one. Bowser or Ganon? Oh. Dang, now this is a tough one. Uh-huh. I mean, both of them have been defeated multiple, multiple <laughs> times, and they still come back, refuse to die and give up. The thing wow. is, like, and the way I see it is, if you put Mario with Ganon, I don't think Mario takes Ganon out. If you put Link with Bowser, like, no offense, but... <laughs> and it sucks because I don't think there's any reason Bowser should lose to Mario, but I think Bowser curb stomps Link. Like, or like you know what I mean? Like, like if you give Bowser all his powers and stuff like that, like, even even if... Uh, even Ganon, like, Bowser and Ganon are, like, they're tough, man. Yeah, they're... they're that, that's, that's a real interesting way to look at it. Like, if you Good. switch the, the good guys... And there's also like Giga Bowser, and you have Ganon in, in his big form, um, like in uh, Breath of the Wild. And you have you have Bowser has all kinds of forms too, and the powers and stuff. So, who do you think would win in a fight, Bowser or Ganon? Dang, I I, I am biased, and I do prefer one over the other, but. I don't know. I feel like it's hard to not go with Bowser. You see, and I Zelda's my all-time favorite franchise. I'm all I love Zelda. I love everything about Zelda. All the characters. Ganon's one of my, my my all-time favorite, but I think I I love Bowser. I I think Bowser would uh kick Ganon's ass, even if Ganon ha- has the power, the Triforce of power. It feels like it feels like it's one of those things where they're just gonna fight over and over and over and over and over again. But I feel like more more often than not, Bowser wins. Uh, I mean. Bowser, like you said, has all these forms, always comes back with something new. He even has a Jack Black form now. Yeah, uh, yeah, he does. Um, I don't know. It's 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 hard not to go with the freaking dragon dinosaur monster. <laughs> or you uh, want the pig monster? Yeah, 
I don't uh, if I knew if I knew more about Ganondorf, I don't know too too much about him like in terms of uh if he has like special magical powers or stuff like that or uh, has he ever actually gotten the triforce like full bl- full blown yes what yes, where yes. where would i see that like where would i learn about what he's capable of with that what game or what or, uh, or... in a link to the past i'm pretty sure it was that one or he mm-hmm. huh no, no, go, go. I want to say it was that one where he actually has, or it's a world in which he would actually get it. You know what I mean? Because Ganondorf gets it in. So like in a different world, like a different reality or something like that. Yeah, but he gets in the, in the dark world linked to the past. He I might have gotten it. And actually this one, I don't remember if it was the, um, uh, what you call it? Oh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? It's not Twilight Princess. It's not because Bob, I mean Ganondorf's able to do these things, such as you know High Roll into Water, um, Twilight Realm, uh, Laurel is another one, mm-hmm. uh, because of the Triforce and the wish he makes. Obviously, it's that it's the fact that somebody else is able to grab it and doing it to someone else with it. So basically, he does have a wish. If Ganondorf gets the the Triforce. He does have a wish to do whatever he wants with it. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Since you're like the expert on the two, I'm leaning Bowser right now, but in your opinion, what is the best form of Bowser and what is the best form of Ganondorf? Hmm. The best form of Bowser, I would think, and the one I'm thinking of is, would probably be the Bowser from, um, from Bowser's Fury. That I, you, you would probably roll with that Bowser, just because I don't remember if Giga Bowser's um, in any of the Mario games. I think he's just something from Smash, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check, because that one, I'm pretty sure Bowser's not in, in that one. And then in, yeah, Giga Bowser's only in Super Smash Brothers, I believe. So you would have basically Bowser and Bowser's Fury. The Ganon that you would be getting the most powerful one would probably be I'm trying to think. Uh or there's demise too, but no, it wouldn't be you're probably both um, I would I would assume it'd be the one from Twilight Princess. I would think. Or Wind Waker. The Wind Waker one's actually pretty strong too. Yeah, because the Wind Waker actually is the one who um what is it? Throws them into into underwater. A Wind Waker Ganondorf versus uh the big the giant Bowser from Bowser's Fury. Mm. I mean if you're going by by form, then you would probably go with that one. You know, with 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 like most powerful form, like in mind, like it's what I'm what I'm asking. Just because a link to the past, Ganon does have the Triforce, so that's the one he'd be going up against. So you can do whatever the hell he wants with it. So that would probably be the you know safe bet for the most powerful Ganon. If not, then it'd probably be the Ganon Ganon door from uh from um Wind Waker. Dang, was this uh? 
I'm looking at Ganon from A Link to the Past, and he looks he looks like a guy that is not to be slept on. Yeah, no, he's uh, a- he he really looks like uh, you know his form is like that pig form. Uh, so or at least what I'm seeing here with like a spear and stuff like that, cape and all. But uh, he looks like something that somebody that a lot of people would take for granted on appearance and probably has some crazy magic and stuff like that that he can do. But I got to go with this big monster Bowser for sure. Yeah, yeah. Bowser Street Bowser is is, is something, but that'd be a hard one. But yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad we talked that out. But now I'm going to go back and check to see which one's the most powerful Ganon. Again, I'm thinking into the past. I'm thinking... Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Those would probably be my top three, just because the one in the Orc- um, Ocarina of Time timeline was shut down. And if, I, if I'm going to be technical, then you would have to go where the one where, where he wins, where Link mm-hmm. does die, and that would be the most powerful one. But that leads up to Wind Waker. Um, uh, this one, I think, to the past of Ganondorf. So it'd be the same one technically, but this one more powerful. I think to the past. Yeah, I'm going to go back and do a little more than that. But I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm correct on that one. Okay, what uh, what was what was your answers to all those three questions? So mine, I said Elsa, even though I love Maleficent. Also, I had said um, I had said Bowser for those reasons with with that with that Ganon thing in mind, the whole Ganondorf and, and all that stuff. And I had said um, John Wick. Yeah, okay. same ones. So same answers. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fun though. It makes me wanna. We're gonna have to do another. Uh, another uh little another tournament or, or versus yeah yeah and, and and even if they're easier ones or hard ones and you know that we don't have to have a bunch of good ones so we can plan that for that next time yeah and of course we might have different opinions which that's always fun like going back and forth here we just so happen to agree maybe for different reasons or whatnot but uh they're fun these, these are always fun we yeah, I don't think we, we haven't done them since like early early so yeah and that's oh, why i included well, them so yeah so just because it was a, a mix of things uh, nostalgia, video games, rooms. Um, I want to end it with fives just because it was always something we talked about. So, uh, yeah, that actually wraps up our um, discussion interview. What'd you think? It was a good one. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot yeah. of fun and the diversity, you know? Uh, yeah, and you it know, wasn't it, a fair profile. It was, again, just a mix of things. Yeah, it highlights, uh, it highlights some differences, like that we have like in terms of like the competitive stuff and then like who we would build our team around and how we would build our team. Uh, and I mean, my team clears yours, like for sure. <laughs> yeah. You got an extra guy. So, <laughs> yeah. but no, uh, but otherwise guys that, that wraps up our discussion. I hope you enjoyed uh, for our friends listening out there. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you. Um, and thanks for the support and for all our other uh, listeners out there we hope you enjoyed you know taking that trip down a little you know memory lane thinking about it some of some of these type of questions that you can probably think back on and uh we hope you enjoyed and thank you for listening rico you have anything else uh happy thanksgiving you guys later happy happy thanksgiving you have a good one